When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
me say something about it. Long Island. What do you think about? You think about money? You think about Pharaoh? You think about the number one wrestling show in Long Island? That's what Tommy Wildfire Rich thinks about. So, ladies and gentlemen, is a good friend of mine on Georgia Championship Wrestling said to me one time, he said, ladies and gentlemen, don't miss it. Be there. Yeah, baby. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean I need a dumpster. <sighs> well... For all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence, Collision Specialist, 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420. Six four two zero Auto Excellence. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, filmed out of Indie Music TV here out of Ron Conkama, Long Island. At the board is our super producer, Matty Ice. And to the right is the start of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you, buddy? Very good. What's going on, partner? Thanks for coming in today. Yeah, well... It's been a long weekend, right? Well, it's real easy to come in today. That's, that's, that's for absolutely sure really easy before we reveal why it was easy to come into today i would like to thank the band that sings the theme song for monty and the pharaoh that is jimmy pharaoh's own band wisteria hall him and his partner bart griggs who we consider one of the greatest songwriters of this era sing songs such as in my dreams this life not far behind here comes the rain and, of course, the theme song, Riding High. You can find their music on Spotify, iTunes, Nation, iTunes and Reverb Nation. Monty Nefaro can be seen on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, the Facebook Live Monty Nefaro page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV, the Monty Nefaro page, Channel 115 every Tuesday from 7 to 7.30. That's New York Cable. And for early risers on Channel 115 every Saturday from 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. for the early risers. And on Channel 120, 2 a.m. to 2.30 for those people that don't like to go to bed. Um, <laughs> like me. <laughs> and this for ourselves is an honor to have probably, not probably. Well, before I even say this. Oh, man. 
Make this count, brother. This is our. This is probably the biggest moment in the history of the show. Yeah. This gentleman has meant so much to the world of pro wrestling. Yeah. And to these two individuals just oh. sitting at this table. But before oh, I address this gentleman, I want to ask him: Can we call you Bob Backlund, or do we call you Mister Backlund? You call me Bob Backlund. You got it. Nice. So I will say this: nice. This is our honor to have the greatest all-time wrestler in the history of professional wrestling, Bob Backlund. Bob, thank you for gracing us with your presence. Thank you very much, and I, pre- I appreciate that introduction. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in the business, and there's a lot of t- t- tough guys in there, and they, uh, you know, there's a, a level that's sometimes higher and higher and higher to get to that point. But... Uh, uh, you know, I, uh, well, I would I tell love, you, sir, I love what I do. from this man here and this man here, you are the level. You are the man. You raised us on professional wrestling, sir. Yeah. And regardless how your feelings are, we love you. And yeah. thank you yeah. so much for what you've done for us personally and the professional wrestling world. This is a very important moment for us, and I'm sure for the fans who are watching you right now. Well... Back in the day, Vince McMahon Sr. was looking for an all-American boy to take over for Bruno San Martino. And he looked all over the world. And he met a lot of people. And he saw a lot of people that he had working with him that do certain things. And then he saw me. And he called the promoters and asked who would be the best guy to be the all-American boy for my company. And every one of them said, me. Because they knew I was reliable. They knew I would show up. They knew I'd outwork everybody. And some of those people that were working for Vince Sr. were partying all the time. And I did the partying when I was 15 years old. I got over it. But that's how it started. And I, you know, and I, I want to be a role model. I want to do the right type of things. I want to help people. I love doing what I'm doing. I want to thank you personally because as the sport has, and I call it a sport, and I always will, as as the sport has gone on over the years, the entertainment factor of it has gone way over the top, but the person who made me believe in this sport from day one was you. Because you, to me, were legitimate, and you were legitimate, and you brought sport to sports entertainment, and I have to thank you for that. Thank I you. thank you a lot for that, too. I'm very proud of your words that came out of your mouth. Because I, I, uh, I like wrestling, I love wrestling, and uh, you know it's a business, and but I, but still, it's it's not easy, and uh, you can get hurt pretty oh, yeah. easy. Oh yeah, uh, and that's one thing too. Uh, I never was hurt in the wrestling business, and uh, because I protected myself, we learned when I was practicing trying to be a wrestler, we learned things to do when we were taking somebody down and slamming them on the mat. And if you don't do that, you're going to hurt yourself and your opponent. So there's a big art that goes on when, throughout a match when you're at the arenas or whether you're watching it on TV. So, Bob, let's go back a little bit. You talk about Vince McMahon Sr. looking for the All-American boy. Mm. Here you are coming from Princeton, Minnesota. Quite different than New York City, right? Because we're going to call the WWF at that time New York City. Absolutely. Sure. How were you scared? I know. I look. I know about you being North Dakota State and what a great amateur wrestler you are. Yes. But 
were you scared to come to the WWF? Culture shock? Uh, you know, I never knew what was going to happen, but I was never scared. I was never worried. I just took it one day at a time, did things on the way, and did a little more the next day. I made Vince Sr. recognize what I was doing, and he recognized what the other guys didn't do. And I think the only reason he picked me is because I could, he could believe in me, he could, I, and he could trust me. Um, so I, but I, uh, I didn't worry. I, I got into business uh, out in Minnesota. A guy named Eddie Sharkey trained me in, in a gym in Minneapolis. And he, he, he saw me working out there, and he came over to me and asked me if I would want to go out and be a professional wrestler. And I said I sure would. And I, I, uh, I signed up to his uh, training school for professional wrestling, and we went on. And finally, he gave me the phone number of uh, all the wrestling promoters, and I called them and I asked, and I sent a resume and a picture. I asked them, uh, uh, I asked the people, can you use me in your business? Can you give me a start? And the first one that um, I called was uh, uh, Bret Hart's father. And Brett Hutt's father was a big wheel in Canada in the business. Sure. And I was talking to he was talking he was talking to me. And you know what? We were at a payphone, and I was putting money in the phone, <laughs> and I never got to ask him, "Can I come up and uh, maybe have you beat me up in the in, in, in the in the in his in his museum in the gym uh, in his basement?" You ran out and, of quarters, and, and, and it went dead. <laughs> the phone went dead. And I lost him. Wow. Uh, I, I, but I put another nickel, nickel in. It wouldn't take it. So I. I hung up and I went another way. Wow. The next day I called Leroy McGurk in Tri-City Wrestling. And the, he, he was a national champion in, in, in when he was in college. He liked me because I that. And he gave me a date to go to Baton Rouge, Louisiana and have my first match. And on my first match, I left home with a, a green Chevrolet Impala and $20 in my pocket. Oh, boy. And I got down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was looking around. I was at the building. And uh, I went out and had a match. And I did pretty good, but I made some mistakes, which you have to, you have to make those mistakes to learn. Anyway, I went, he gave, Leroy McGurk gave me an a envelope. I went out in the car and I opened it. There was $5 in it. Oh, my God. And I had... 29 cents left from the $20 that I had in my pocket. And I was wondering how I'm going to eat. And I, was, I was wondering how I was going to get through. But I wasn't going to give up. There you go. I didn't give up. They were testing me. They wanted to see how bad I wanted to be a wrestler. Mm. And I started to love the business. And I started getting a little better. Other... Uh, the, uh, the Funks is a big name in uh, wrestling. They saw me. They brought me to their territory. And I got out of the uh, gutter where I, was, uh, where I was in the car. I was sleeping in the trunk most of the time. But I got out of the gutter there. And they liked me. And Terry was, you know, everybody in the country that was doing it. And then they sent me to Florida. And they were going to call and have me come back. He then never called, and I never went back. There you go. And then uh, it got up, up to the news. Got up to um, 
Vince Sr., and that's where that started. it started. Had you ever watched any pro wrestling before getting into pro wrestling? Very little. My mom was a big fan, but I, I didn't watch a lot of it. Okay. But there's a big art. When you're in the ring, you want to you wanna have the people down a level as far as being energetic. And start down in that low level, and you want to build where you get them into the match more and more and more and more. And then you have a great big comeback at the end. And you know what? You do that. And you're good at money. They're going to come back and see you again on the return match. Sure. And they certainly did for, for years. Sure. That's for, for years sure. and years and years, for sure. How was the first conversation with Vince Sr.? Can you tell us about the first time you spoke to Vince Sr.? Uh, yeah, well, it, that was a long time ago. Okay. And he, he, he just asked me a bunch of questions. And I said, I think he said, you're going to be my man. It's in my book. Absolutely, and by the There's way, There's things in my book that... If anyone that has not read this book, and I'd be highly surprised if anyone didn't. In fact, I could tell you, Bob, a couple of summers ago, I sat at the beach and read this book cover to cover. Yes. And it's incredible. It is... Tell me if I'm wrong, but it's basically your career or your life in wrestling from start to finish. You cover almost every match with every opponent. Yeah. It's incredible, this book. Yeah. The name of the book is Backlund. From All-American Boy to Professional Wrestling's World Champion. I'm glad you said that because I, I want people to know that I'm not making it up when I tell them about that book. I'm not uh, getting cocky and just, but that's what it is. If you are a pro wrestling fan, yeah. this is exactly how a book should be written. The way you explain match by match and the things that went on and, and you actually go into your opponents about how they were as you know a person and as a wrestler, I mean... For fans out there, I was a Jesse Ventura guy, and I was an Adrian Adonis guy. You cover them in this book and nice. your matches with them. And I remember them like I was watching it back then, the yeah, way it's yeah, written. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's what I thought. It's very detailed. And then I, I kind of like the uh, 18 principles that would help you in life in the back of the book. And the first one is the golden rule. And for, if you don't know what the golden rule is, it means treat people how you want to be treated. And then there's one about uh, getting your kids into sports so they can grow and get stronger and live a longer life. Amen. Exercising is a road to getting better. Sitting down in a chair all day and not moving, and you're going to shrink down sometime sooner or later. I better have all the chairs removed from my house. Yeah. What do you sure. think? I'm not doing Bob, at the time you're going to the biggest federation here on the East Coast, you're going to New York City, and you're faced with filling the shoes of what many look at. I the look greatest at greatest wrestler ever. You're you're filling the shoes of Babe Ruth. Yeah. As you as you come in there, did, was this intimidating to you? Did you did you did you think about it? Like, oh my God, I have to fill the shot the, the shoes of Bruno San Martino. Any how much pressure was yeah. that for you? Or, or you know, it wasn't any pressure at all. I believed in myself. I wow. believed what I was doing, and I believed that I was doing it right. Oh, you were, <laughs> and uh, that's for sure. I, you were. I, I I liked Bruno San Martino a lot, and I uh, but I got the honor to get in his position and run with it. And Vince McMahon Sr. was very behind me. 
Sure. He didn't listen to the guys when they start talking. Why didn't you pick him? Why didn't you pick us? We've we been with you in your company for so long. And uh, he had his reason, and uh, he stuck with me. And it was nice to be able to have a boss that's going to do everything that he needs to have done for his, his guy that's working for him. And I, I never, I'll never forget him. And he was uh, a great person, and uh, he had a lot of energy, and he had a great business. And he, uh, he wanted it to grow and grow and grow. On the subject of guys who we've heard were against the idea of having you become champion, you defeated superstar Billy Graham. I'm not sure if I got the date nailed, but I know it's, I think it's February of 1978. Pretty close. You know, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, how was your relationship with superstar Graham? Did he resist the idea of giving the belt up to you behind the scenes? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he didn't want to do that at all. You know, he didn't want to do it at all, but, but you know, he, he wanted, he, it was because of himself. In the business, you don't do things for you. You do things for the business and the match. You, you can't go in there and think about, I'm going to look good in this. You're going to have to share that. You're going to have to get your opponent over so you can draw more money and do a better job. There's no, no, no uh, playing around in there and no trying to take, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get this guy and tear him apart. Did he resent you? Did he treat you, you know, wrong during any of this? He didn't want to do anything with it, but uh, he knew he couldn't do anything else as far as beating me. Right. I'd get him in a bear hug, and he's he's supposed to be strong. I'd get him in a bear hug, and I'm standing up in the air. I got my hand squeezed behind my back, and I pick him up, and I bring him down right to the mat on his shoulders, and he's in in, in the pinning position. And and then I let him let him be there for a little bit, and I pick him back up. And he can't do that to me. Yeah. I did it to him. That's right. There you go. So uh, I didn't look as strong, but I believe inner, inside I have some strength. Well, we're gonna we'll we'll discuss that because I have an interesting comment to speak to you about. But um, Vince McMahon Senior has a great reputation be a man of his word yeah you also yeah. worked for vince jr when he took over the company can you tell me the differences between the two Ooh. well um the biggest difference is you can trust vince mcmahon senior but you can't trust vince mcmahon jr mm. and i can say that because i got the belt one time and he told me that i was going to keep the belt for a year and, and and drop it back to bat heart three days later I'm in Madison Square Garden, Diesel, he told me that Diesel's going to take the belt because somebody else left the business and I need, it. I need him to have it. So he beat me in, in nine seconds and took the belt. And I'm looking forward to going in for a year and helping and giving the belt back to Brett. Right. It really was something that I wanted to do and I never got to do that. Wow. But you still did business though. Yeah. Yeah, he did and, what he did. And Vince uh, is, has a hard time doing something and then not being able to control that person. Did you have any words with Junior after this sudden turn of events with the belt? Did you say anything to him like, you know, come on, man? No, is, no, no, really, nothing, nothing, nothing. He just but, did. But he, you know, one time he wanted me to turn into a bad guy, mm -hmm. and I did turn into a bad guy. But I, I wanted to. I had it all planned out. But uh, he he uh, says to me, um, "Geez." Uh, why don't you turn in? The, I said, I got a daughter and she's going to start school next year and I don't want to hurt her problems or hurt her feelings or have people laugh at her 
and scream at her because her dad's a bad guy. Hmm. He walked around a little bit in the back room. And he came over to me and says, well, what about the money? And I said to him, my daughter's more important than the money. I don't care about that. I'm not doing it. And I walked out. Hmm. And he likes to have it where you do what I tell you to do or you're not here. Understood. And that, my friend, is a And, I, and that's all move. in the book. Most yeah. of it's in the book. Absolutely. I'm not lying. I'm not, I'm not stretching the point. I'm just telling you how it was. Once again, what Mr. Backlund is talking about is Backlund, From All-American Boy to Professional Wrestling's World Champion, written by Bob Backlund himself and Rob Miller. And what's really important is the foreword is from Rowdy Roddy Piper. Wow. Hello. This is a must-read book. Bob, do you know where the book is sold that you can probably tell people? Uh, I have it. and uh, It isn't sold, I don't think, any place. But I, I have it. And it. The way it is, I can't do anything that, you know, with the visor stuff in there. I can't have any book signings. and mm. um, I, uh, I, I, I got to find some place where I can go and um, just uh, market it. Right. And I like doing that. I believe in the book. I think uh, it's a. I think it's a wonderful book. And I think uh, if somebody reads it, they could maybe change some of the things they do to live a longer life. Absolutely, absolutely. Bob, over your storied career, you have worked with a countless list of characters that are held in such high regard over the years. But I want to ask you because you were around during a very special time. When managers meant something, can you tell me any thoughts or memories on Captain Lou Albano, the Grand Wizard, and let's complete the trifecta, Classy Freddie Blassie. Well, they, you know, the, all the managers were, you know, they they were uh, tied to Vince Senior. Okay. And they uh, he would uh, tell them what to do, and uh, and they would do it and tell them who they were going to manage. They tried to figure out it, how would uh, Jimmy Snooker would sit. Um, Captain Lou Albano, how they would fit together, or, or the wizard, um, and uh, they 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 uh, worked on that pretty hard. But uh, but the managers uh, are a big part of the business, and a lot of times they go in the ring and wrestle uh, because of what they, Snooker did to him, uh, or Captain Lou Albano did to him. He started stealing his money in some way or another. So that uh, but the managers are. A p kind of an important part of the business. Did you and ever want to be like if you had turned heel? Let's just let's just fantasize for a second. If you had turned heel, of those three, which one do you would have? Would you have liked to have been paired up with? I'm just playing which, fantasy wrestling right they, now. If I turned into a bad guy back in those days, yeah. Well, I, I turned into a bad guy, bad guy, and um, I don't think I I kind of liked being on my own. Right, right. And I wasn't a. a you know, I, I didn't. I, I liked being alone. I was doing, and I was I was doing something and doing the talking, and you don't want somebody else doing the talking for you. Sure, sure. You I didn't talk, but I, 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 when I was a, a baby face, I say, I was very humble and I couldn't do a good promo. When I became Mr. Backlund, right later, I built up a, uh, an attitude with with the with the talking, mm -hmm. and I, my discourse got a lot better. And I could yell and scream just like everybody else. Sure. And tell them, hey, what? we're going to have fun tonight if you like it or not. There you go. There you and go. we're going to do, we're going to put you to work. How'd you feel and, about and, Arnold and, Skoland? 
Mm. Being paired up, I think it was important to have Arnold Skoland in your corner as a that face was in those, that was in those early I, days. I, I, I tell you that's important because he was there, and he, uh, a lot of times, some people did some things they didn't, shouldn't have been doing. Sure. And he took care of it. He got me. in there, right. Yeah, he yeah. did something no, to I assist agree, you. I agree with that. There you go. But Bob, I, still, I, to tell all the people that are out there in your audience, I loved every day I was in. I couldn't wait to get to an arena and I couldn't wait to get home to go play with my daughter in the snow. I wanted her to know she had a dad. There you go. And uh, the, the, the business uh, was part of my life. It was, it was my life, yeah. Well, Bob, by the reaction of the fans watching right now, there's people out there saying this is a Christmas gift for them. This is so wonderful that you're here. And thank you again. This is incredible. Very happy people out there right now listening to you. And yeah, by the well, way, you know what? In case I, you, you people know, are your people. book is on Amazon, some of the fans wrote, so yeah. it is available oh, okay. on Amazon. Okay. Bob's like, it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, people are people, and they got their ways. But you know what? Uh, they got to they be committed to their ways, and they got to treat you good, and you got to treat them back. The golden rule, if everybody participated in using the golden rule mm. just think where we would be right now be a lot as better a country off. Yeah, it would be a lot better off mm. Bob we recently unfortunately lost uh, wrestling great Pat Patterson uh, one thing we go back to in our early days was is you had a four consecutive match program at the corner with Pat Patterson any memories of the program and of Pat of course passing? oh yeah big memories Pat Patterson uh uh, it was, uh, you know, he's been in the business. He, he, he was a, he built a match while he was going in there. And, uh, he's the only man in the world that ever went four times in a row in Madison Square Garden. There you go. And when we got done with the people, they were just out of it as far as excited and happiness and ex wanting to have another war. Mm. They didn't want it to end. And then Ben Senior is very obvious of that. He's out there listening he said, we'll have it again then. And they announced the, uh, the, the match for the next show. And there we go again. Four times in a row. It was fantastic. And, but, and he was a real big artist in the match. As far as building it, you start out real slow. You do something. You get broke down again. And you do it again. And each time you do that, the people get louder and louder and louder because they want him to beat me up or I want to beat him up. And uh, he, he, he goes out and creates a match and uh, has an ending that uh, they possibly might not like. He's going to win. Boom. And he's going to get the title next time, they're saying. Mm. And that's the ball game. That's the ball game. But... Uh, uh, Four matches is unheard of back then. Four, four matches. matches at the it's Garden. Crazy. Four that's matches at the Garden. That's, that's unheard of. I mean, Jesse was in and out. One match. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Boy, was he mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you yeah, took yeah. him out too quick, You Bob. took him out like you that. You took him out too quick. <laughs> I guess he couldn't work with yeah. you, though. He was, he was a talent. Patterson was pretty high up in the, uh, in the business business. Sure. Sure. And, uh, he's, he he uh, helped Vince uh, Jr. On, in some, on some things. So he... he um, he, he did it right in the ring. He did it right in the ring. It wasn't about him. It was about the match. And uh, 
you learn a lot from him. Yeah. And, uh, nice. I, I enjoyed every match. Nice. We had some pretty long matches out of that four. Absolutely. But, uh, All right, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with the iconic Bob Backlund. See you in a sec. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. <laughs> oh, what's up, Mike? Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Yeah, not that much. You know, Jimmy, I love this country. Oh. I love to buy Made in America material. And I love to buy my artwork at TAG, T-A-A-G, Made in America, 14 East Broadway, Port Jefferson, New York, 11717, the shop at the corner. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ron Conkham in New York. But this is a Saturday, yeah. and boy, is this a special Saturday. Yeah. Interviewing the iconic, the former two-time world's heavyweight champion, oh, former yeah. tag team champion, yeah. former All-American, yeah. probably, if not, the greatest pro wrestler of our time. Oh, yeah. The great Bob Backlund. Absolutely. Bob, I want to ask you, you obviously had a relationship with Andre the Giant. Can you give us any stories on Andre? Possibly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got a, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got a, he's, I got a, there, there's good stories about him and then there's some, some bad ones, but he, to, to me, he, he liked people that uh, weren't swearing and weren't the drugs and that this and that. Okay. He uh, he stayed away from that, and but he he could drink a, a hundred bottles of beer in one drink. night. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he he, uh, he was like uh, go after it. And, uh, Did he ever try to take you out on a night on the town? Because I'm not sure if the 18 rules of Bob Backlund involve a hundred no, bottles no, of beer. No, I would I would be with him. I would be with him, and uh, I'd I'd leave him early. I, I said I'm going home. I'd leave him. <laughs> Uh, I'd leave him early, okay. and then uh, I'd go home, and uh, he would c come up and say to me, uh, um, how come you left so early? <laughs> I said, well, I got to get up the next day, and I got to work out in the morning. Okay. And if you want to come with me and work out with me in the morning, then I'll stay with you at night in the club. Fair. And he said, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I didn't think he would. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, not yeah. think he would. But he had a sense of humor, and uh, he... he uh, he was a good man for the business. Bob, I was recently on the phone with uh, William Murdoch. He's an author of a couple of pro wrestling books, a uh, really good writer. And we got into a conversation about Harley Race. Ooh. And he told me that Harley told him the strongest man he's ever wrestled was you. Nice. Really? My, really? Nice. That's what he said. Yeah. My Grace. question to you was, and he couldn't answer this for me, so... 
you had those unification bouts when you wrestled the NWA champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were you ever worried that Flair or Race would go into business for themselves and try to take that WWE title for you? Because you remember, you're competing organizations. Did you ever think they were going to try to do that type of type of situation? Are you talking about Ric Flair? More Harley Race, right? I don't think Flair really could do anything against Harley you. Harley Race, uh, for some reason, he really liked me. He helped me some stuff in the ring. I had a match up in... Uh, upstate in the AWA with him and he was teaching me how to create a match in, a, in an hour and you learn a lot every time you do that but he was really uh, behind my door as far as wanting me to be getting over and he had he was had, the, uh, had a, a belt in uh, St. Louis and he wouldn't drop it to anybody but me. Mm. Wow. And that's 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 pretty nice of him to do that. I was young then, I was but he said, I wanna drop it to this guy. Wow. And that's in the book too. That is. How about Flair? Rick Flair, uh he uh I was gonna wrestle him down in a in a for a championship match. And it, there's something happened that went wrong with the promoters, because they had so many promoters, they had to make a decision what they wanted to do and then what the finish was going to be. And they were kind of arguing with Vince Man Sr. And, and they kind of treated me different than normal. And uh, I called up Vince Sr. and I, he, I just telling him that, geez, I'm here, I'm, nobody's talking, nobody's there. And uh, he said, well, they're all talking about what to do. And, and they got these people, all these promoters that are calling in and uh, trying to figure out, trying to maybe get the belt on, on uh, Ric Flair. And uh, I said, well, what, why don't you tell them to try it, and I'll just do what I want to do anyway. And uh, a, little, a few, net, few, uh, a few uh, hours later, Ric Flair comes down, come in and said, don't hurt me. <laughs> there you go. That's right. There you and go. Then, and then we went on. And then he... he, he um, they they made us do a kind of thing where he won the match, but I or, and I didn't lose the title. That's great. Yeah. And again, you could hear all these stories on Backlund from All American Boy to Professional Wrestling's World Champion. Again, people, I've read this book from cover to cover. It is so detailed. You, the way it's written, it's like watching it back when we were watching there it you go. When, when we were kids. Can't get better and, than that. And it's unbelievable. Paints and again, a picture. How how Bob goes into each wrestler that he, you know he gives you a, a look about what kind of wrestler they were, yep. what kind of person they were, yep. and it is, it's a must-read. And I have to th ask this while we have the man here. Back in those days, this was junior high, high school for us, uh, his favorite was Magnificent Morocco. Yeah. My favorite was Greg Valentine. Guess where you come in? Oh, no. Here he comes. He's going to beat my guy. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to ask you about the night of my, I think it's the 14th birthday, Greg Valentine, who you fall on top of. Yeah, I remember and, the match. I and, remember and, the match. And the referee counts. Th and Valentine pops up, and he tells the referee, I won, and he walks out with the belt. Any memories of that particular night oh, and yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. what went yeah. on behind the scenes? What was it like working with Greg Valentine? Because for a whole week, I almost thought my guy had won the belt. So yeah. much for me. Well, he was a he was a great, great wrestler. He'd been in the business for a long time, and his father was in the business. Johnny. And his sure. father was... Yeah. 
uh, uh, had some really great things to do. He could uh, get more heat. He, they figured they get, and uh, the people really hated him, and uh, and that's a good thing. It's, it's for him. It's, it's not a bad thing. Um, but uh, Greg Valentine developed into a good wrestler too. Like he had the figure four leg lock mm -hmm. for his ending, and we go an hour match. In the last thirty seconds, he'd have the the uh, the the hold the, the hold with your legs. He had it on me, and the bell would ring, and they all thought I lost. <laughs> but you know what? The time went out, and now we got to come back and do it again. Was he one of the first guys you went sixty minutes with? No, uh, Harley Race, Harley, uh, Rick Flair. Uh, um, yeah, I went. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, Don Morocco. Okay. Uh, Jesus, uh, everybody. We were at your Texas death match with Morocco at the Garden. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how far yeah. back it goes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of, Don Morocco, I had 14 hour matches with him. And they kept telling, Vince Seniors kept saying, he, he said, well, I'm waiting to get it right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's boy. funny. That's, yeah, cha-ching, cha-ching, <laughs> cha-ching. Still waiting until you get it right, cha-ching. How about the list of guys you went through during our, our high school years? It was ridiculous. Uh, Adonis, Morocco, Ventura, Playboy Buddy Rose, Mosca. Can I say Killer Con? Can, say Can Killer I Con? throw in Why Killer not? Con? Why not? was in there. I mean, yeah. this yeah. this list is unbelievable, but the greatest... The greatest one I, 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 that for me just stays in my mind was the storytelling with you and Jimmy Snooker, that cage match. Can you, can you fill us in yeah. on, on that? What a moment. Well, he, he, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he was a little shaky when he's in the ring. Oui. But he, 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 we were in the cage, and he, he climbed up the cage, and then there was another something over the cage, so he climbed up the top of that. And I was down on the, on the floor of the mat, and he jumped down and uh, tried to land on me, and I moved out of the match. I moved out of the way because I wasn't going to let him hit me because he was off balance uh, most of the time. Mm. And I, got, I dove out of the ring, and I kept the belt. Well, there's a moment. Talk about storytelling. Oh. He, he, I think he comes off, you could correct me, comes off that top rope maybe with like a, a, a cocoa butt. Yeah, okay. And then he decides, hey, He's not just going to do the superfly splash on you. He's going to the top of the cage. Oh, yeah, well. that's what he did that day. But you do the pop-up. You see he's going up, so then you act like you're out unconscious. And yeah. then when he jumps, you move out of the way. Yeah. That, was that your idea? Was, is that your writing yeah. right there? Yeah, I let him think that he was going to get me. Yeah. That, is, that, is, that is one. I was there live. Yeah. And that was one of the most. That Talk about telling a story in a wrestling yeah. ring. Yeah. That simple move, incredible. By the by the way, I know it sounds. I don't even know how this sounds. Is that something you guys can even practice before you have it no, happen? No, there's oh no. Oh my god! No, you don't do that. So that was a one take. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm amazed at that. I'm and you know when he started that. going up there, I acted like I was going to grab him, and then he just turned out and laid down on the floor. That's great. Boy. Look, I know you probably stood clear of this, right? But. As you know, what were your thoughts when you heard that Jimmy's girlfriend Nancy Argentina came? Up? Pardon me. What did you What did you hear, or what did you know about when Nancy Argentina, Jimmy Snooker's girlfriend, was found dead? I know you probably stood clear of that situation. You know what? You're there, and I'm here. Yeah. And I was here all the time. Right. I wasn't there. Okay. Right. 
Right. I, I, I didn't hang around with him. I didn't drive with him. There you go. I had some people, uh, uh, he, they had me in the car one night, and they started smoking marijuana. And I rolled my window down, and they rolled it back up. And a couple minutes later, I said, stop the car. I want to get out. I don't want to be in your car. Right. And they wouldn't stop. And, and you all know the ones that were in the car. Yeah. Uh, the, click, the click guys. They wanted to be in a click all together so they could get power. Right. And I, I, I knew all about that. And I, 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 I didn't do that. I, I walked away. They, they went in the bar. And, and I, I walked home from there. It was in, a, in Georgia. Wow. And I was, uh, and there was one of the guys that I had a lot of respect for because of what he did in amateur wrestling. But I lost that respect after seeing him do marijuana, and after him, him wanting me to do it with them. They wanted to me in their push so they could put pressure on somebody if they want to leave, and everybody would leave with him. The persons, that, the people that were smoking. That's a great message. You're sending a great message right out there to, to the kids and, and the world, right, not to be pressured into something you don't want to do. Yeah. Well, that you know, uh, I, uh, I didn't have a big family, but uh, I like kids a lot, and I have, I have fun talking with them and playing with them. Did these, uh, these partying guys uh, ever make you feel isolated afterwards or try to bully you in the locker room? Oh, this guy's a square... Did you have to deal you know with what? any of that nonsense? There was nothing said, no word was said about that. There you go. And that was in the book. There you go. He put him in a chicken wing anyway. Without a doubt. That'll be the end of that. All right, we'll be right back with pro wrestling icon, Mr. Bob Backlund. Can you get a little humble on <laughs> That's right, folks. Canine Corral. For all your dog daycare and overnight care, call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. Jeff Quest, graphics design, custom vinyl lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516-317-8204. That's for Jeff Quest, graphic design. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast, Monty and Afaro. Seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ronkonkoma, New York. Again, this is a special Saturday edition of Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast. And again, we have the honor of the greatest pro wrestler in the history of pro wrestling, Mr. Bob Backlund. Bob, change starts to happen in the WWF. Vince Jr. takes starts to take over. He buys yep. his stuff from his father. Um, he decision he decides that it's time for a change. Right? He wants to take the belt from you. Yeah. Um, rumor has it, and you know we've had some some of these wrestlers in studio. Yeah. And they claim that you had a problem with turning the belt over to the mass superstar because I I heard he was the first choice. Yeah. Is that a true and accurate story? No, he didn't want to give it. He didn't want to get, put the belt on me. 
No, not superstar Graham, mass superstar. Okay. So when you when at they the, were taking at, the belt from you the at end. the end, uh, you know, they're like, Bob, we're taking the belt from you. Um, we want to put it on mass superstar. Did that ever take place? That's the story that's been told. Uh, not that I remember. Okay. Fair enough. Was it your choice or Vince's to put it on the Iron Sheik? That was theirs. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I don't. I don't get involved with the angling of what's going on in the ring or okay. what's happening in the ring. So you didn't feel strongly one way or the other as to how your title change what, was going to go what about. We were going to do. No. Fair enough. No. Fair I enough. let Vince Senior pick the time, and he he picks the guys, and I just go in there and um, have the matches and try to protect the match and and the champion. How did you feel about Iron Sheik take? Because I got just as a fan. Watching you all those years, your entire reign, I watched you beat ba uh, Morocco. I watched you beat Valentine. I watched yeah. you beat Mosca, Khan, Stan Hansen. Yes. I watched you beat all these guys. Sabisco, and, Slaughter. And then you lose to the Iron Sheik. And as a fan, I was confused. I'm like, he's not as good as Stan Hansen. He's not as good. What a nerd I am anyway. Well, How did you feel about the Iron Sheik? The Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik was an animal. Iron Sheik was an animal. Obviously, in real life, obviously. He was in a country and worked in that country. He was a Shah's bodyguard. And they, he had a, a person that he was his roommate, and they found him dead. He came to Minnesota because he was a wrestler. He was in the Olympics in Mexico. I like somebody that knows how to wrestle. There we go. That we've heard. Yes. And, and, uh, but he ended up coming to Minneapolis, and he helped Vern Gagne train people. And I, so I knew him before he came out here, or out down into the WWF. And I, I knew how he was, and I knew he knew how to wrestle. And I think a wrestler should have the opportunity to get a belt, and I didn't mind him getting it. Okay. So, Bob, one of the great interviews... Again, is when you lose the title to the Ooh. Iron Sheik. Oh, man. Lord Alfred Hayes is interviewing you. That was great. The emotion that you show, I have to ask, was that true emotion? Here you are, five-year champion. People loved you. And it's got to hurt when they're taking the title from you. Was that legitimate emotion or was that purely acting? You know what? When I speak... It doesn't come from here. It doesn't come from over there. Oh, yeah. It doesn't come from over there. I don't make things up, but it comes from here. There you go. I say what my heart wants to say. That's my tool. And you can say, this guy's almost crazy. But I don't care. Oh. I'm doing my job, and I'm trying to do it the best I can. And I want to be for those people out there, not the ones inside the club. Wow. I love what I'm doing. I did anyway. And uh, the Sheik, I knew he was a great wrestler. And I respected him. And you know what? He says some bad things about some people once in a while in interviews. <laughs> but he's never said a bad thing about me. Who could say a bad thing about you, the Bob? Bob Backlund. To be honest with you, who could say a bad thing about you? Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, he, he, uh, he takes advantage of some words with some people if he, if he doesn't like them. Mm. But he, he appreciated 
what we did in the ring. Bob, you represented to me, and obviously historically it's been proven to be true anyway, uh, you were the last of the great, when it was sports first and entertainment second, in my mind, because as pretty much right after your champion, we're, we, we have WrestleMania, yeah. here comes Hulkamania. How did you feel about Hulk Hogan when you first got the news that Hogan was going to be champion, did yeah. this bother you? Was Hogan what you don't think of when you think of a professional wrestler? I'm curious as to how you felt felt about that. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about somebody that you know that knows how to wrestle, and it's a good thing to have that experience. But uh, you know, I'm not, I don't matter. I didn't try to beat him up or anything like that. But uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Vince McMahon says the words, and I do the job. Did you feel it was the wrong direction, or did you see that Hogan must have well, something? I, I just knew it was going to happen. Right. And uh, right. Um, it, uh, it, uh, it, it, that's the way the business is. Right. The biz- that's what the business does. Sure. So we're trying to we're trying to tell a story that will draw people in to the arenas and uh, and come and follow you and do that and that. Yeah. So, Bob, you explained earlier, right, that they wanted to turn heel, dye your hair black, and, you know, your daughter was growing up and you didn't want to cause any issues. Is there any regret in maybe you could have did that program because maybe you would have been part of WrestleMania 1, that game changer? Is there any regret from Bob Backlund? No, I I never got there. They didn't want me. Didn't want you? Hmm. Really? Wow, what's yeah. wrong with them? I don't, I don't, I'm not on craziness. That. How about when you did return to the WWE? And this, to me, was this, this, this was crazy. Well, I went wild. I, I, I I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? I'm like, I mean, that's that's. But you were me. never a true heel, though. You were a man who stood up for his beliefs. You weren't a heel. You no. were just someone that stood up for his beliefs. Exaggerated, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. But how do we yeah. go from they didn't want me? So now they want you all these years later. That's a great how did that phone call happen? How does Bob Backlund return in a form I don't even recognize? How, did, how does this happen? I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll tell you. I don't know. I'll tell you. It's, it's all from the heart. And I'm saying things from the heart. And uh, Well, they clearly reached out to you. Were you surprised? I, I mean, Before I give a talk, I, three seconds before the talk, I didn't know what I was going to say in everything. Oh, my Hall God. Of, the Hall of Fame. I gave a speech there, and uh, um, um, the president, he comes over, because he was inducted in the Hall of Fame the same year, he comes over and tells me, if we, if we could uh, show that film to all the people in New York, we could uh, uh, shut the place down. Hmm. And he, he uh, so, but I like, I like, and then when I gave that speech, they wanted him to write a speech to me. I got up to the podium, and I didn't know anything that I was going to say the 10 seconds before I started. Wow. It, it, it was just a natural thing that comes out of my body. Were you surprised when they asked you to return in the early 90s after your yeah, first one? Yeah, a little bit. You had to be surprised. The, you know, they, they wanted to do something with that that would help the whole group. Okay. Not just me, but to help the whole group. Wow. Bob, I always like to hear about the wrestlers' families. Um, how did your wife and daughter handle your schedule? And uh, were well, they super supportive? Like, how did that work? 
it, it was it was a long road, and uh, my wife was in North Dakota, and I was in uh, down in uh, Texas, and uh, we you know we that's where I met her, and um, I got I had uh, I used to call her on a uh, on a certain day and talk, and uh, she got a, her G, dream job right after college, and she was working there. And I called her up on my fourth time that I called her. She said, I quit my job. I said, you quit your job. That's the job you love. And she said to me, I got to be with you. Mm. I love you. And she drove her car from North Dakota State University stopped in Princeton, Minnesota to save my parents, and then came to live with me. Hmm. Incredible. Bob, I want to get some fan questions in. Um, are you watching wrestling presently? We don't have a TV. Okay. Wow, I thought I was the only one. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> That's cool. How come? We don't want one. Nice. <laughs> Boy, he, he keeps it simple. I don't want one either. What is your what's your diet and exercise like? Diet. I eat, I eat meat. Uh, I get meat from a farmer that uh, has it's it's all there's no drugs in it anything and uh, I eat, uh, have potatoes with it. I steam it and I have potatoes with it and uh, certain other things I put in there some broccoli and some uh, onions and things like that and. Uh, that's pretty much my diet. Do you get those things from the farmer, too? Because I'm picturing you not even going to the supermarket. You just go to the farmer. <laughs> no, I go to the farm. <laughs> wow. State, he's, state, got a, yeah. he's got a farmer. Yeah. Oh, my and they Lord. they got a little place where they store everything. I just go up there nice. probably once a month to, okay. to get my meat. Stock and, up. Uh, and what do you, you do know. to keep yourself in such great shape exercise-wise? Well, um, I've been uh, running around a lot and been busy a lot and uh, with this... Uh, I don't know the, what's going on behind the scenes, and I uh, uh, I might not be as in good a shape as I was. You're in pretty good I shape. Sure. I hadn't gotten much sleep in the last uh, maybe month and a half, and uh, um, but I, but I'm still uh, you know I don't want to give up on anything, and uh, we got to win the war. We got to win the war, not them. Amen. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then. The star of the show, Jimmy Farrell, will be on stage with Mr. Backlund as Mr. Backlund shows what? one of his incredible tests of strength. Oh, we'll be right back. Yeah. In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast, www.quickcast.com. 
866-7-CAST-NOW. That's 866-7-CAST-NOW. QuickCast. Start your own success. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen every Thursday out of Indie Music TV. This is a Saturday, of course, because we've got pro wrestling icon Bob Backlund. So Bob used to do those steps all the time. Uh, and the, the Harvard step test is what they call it. Absolutely. Yeah. You couldn't do that anymore, could you? I could. Come I on, could. stop it. No way. No way. Yeah. Show me something. Can you, look, with all due respect, you're in great shape. How old are you right now, sir? 71. 71 in great shape. There's no way you can do any kind of test of strength. I, uh, this, uh, what, uh, what, I, what about that wheel? You roll the wheel That's out. right, yeah. yeah. You still do that too? I used to do 400 reps a day uh, with that wheel. What can you do now? And I used to do the step test for an hour. Can you? But uh, you think uh, I'm lazy? Yeah, a little bit. Well, sure, you, you think, when you get older, everybody you, gets you lazy. You think I've lost all my strength? To be honest, Bob, yeah, I think so. Oh, God, will you do? Will you do what I do if I do something? Oh, now you sure. Why not? Oh, don't say that. What are you gonna do? Just walk? I can walk. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, don't bring them over here by me. I'm minding my own business over here. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. What is going on here? Yeah, I'm gonna do it here. What are you gonna do? Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Go here. And here. What? What? What the? Look at that. Holy uh, cow. You're going to do this next, right, Mike? Um, no. <laughs> oh, my God. What? He's wiggling his toes. Oh, no. I, I... No wonder Valentine lost. <laughs> Holy cow. Dude, this is ridiculous. Well, I used to think I was in shape. So much for me. I'll see you later. Look at this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What? I can't get down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what about that? Oh, my God. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Bob Backlund. Oh, my God. Incredible. Incredible. Holy cow. All over my body. I'm just looking at that. Oh, my God. Well, he clearly doesn't eat White Castle. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Unbelievable. How was that for you? That was was pretty, (laughs) pretty amazing. Oh, my God. All right, Bob. So, a couple of things. A couple. Backlund. From All-American Boy to Professional Wrestling's World Champion. Available on Amazon. Also through John. You want to step in real quick to talk about where you... I'll talk right here. Well, you got to get on the mic a little bit. Come on over. You're okay. Bring him in. Bring him in. All right. The King of Connecticut, Go ahead. Tell the fans out there. If you want to get that book, it's an awesome book, by the way. And Bob will autograph it for you, right, Bob? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can contact us at uh, M&J Video Games and Collectibles, 860-93-GAMES, and uh, just uh, we'll mail it out to you, or you can come to the store. 
and Bob is uh, not, he's, he lives near me. He's, he's a good friend, and um, we do uh, the virtual feed sometimes. So we're going to be doing one coming up. So if they want it, they can get it that way too. Just keep an eye on with you guys and with us. That's fantastic. Eight six zero nine three games. If you want to get an autographed copy of his book, which is a great read, you you got to get it. Well, we'll be promoting it. So we like to leave Thanks, off the John. show thank with you. the thank you, John. Um, the Pharaoh's final question, the star of the show. So Bob, the Pharaoh's going to hit you with his oh final God. question. Wow. Unscripted, unrehearsed, no, uh, yeah. ready to go. This is your one time. I know. This icon sitting in front of you. He just stood on his Make head. Make it count. Bob, what is your greatest favorite moment in professional wrestling? Do you have a match that just you always think about? What is the your favorite moment in your entire career? Do you have that's, one? That's pretty hard to... Uh, you know, I have a lot of favorite... Uh, like when Greg... Uh, Greg... Uh, but... Uh, Greg, my Greg, guy Valentine uh, Valentine Valentine yeah. yeah Greg Valentine uh, when he had me in the figure four leg lock and I was about to and the bell rings uh, it, that's kind of a uh, it was a strange moment and then when he walked out with the belt one night uh, that was a strange moment that was but uh, uh, it uh you uh, see he's you mentioning know. my guy he is my he is, guy he is, he is there we go thank no, you I have I I don't have any problems with anything that uh, went on in in the ring uh and uh, I mostly find that uh, everybody was uh, trying to do it the best they could sure. uh, and uh, entertain the people. All right, we I'm going to hit you to be entertained. You want you to be happy. Yes. You want we want you to be. Hey, I had a good time tonight. Oh yeah. And uh, whether it's business or, or work or not, we you just enjoy my entertainment. We were fortunate enough to see you at Madison Square Garden. We were fortunate enough to see you at the Comac Arena, wherever we saw at you. At the Nassau Coliseum. Any memories of the Nassau Coliseum? Yeah. yeah. Those were great days. All right, Bob, I'm going to give you Monty's final question. Oh. The Mount Rushmore oh, wow. of professional wrestlers. Who is Bob Backlund's Mount Rushmore pick four. Of, of professional You're not wrestlers. the first one we've done this to. you got to pick four. Who is Bob four. Backlund's I'm, Mount I'm Rushmore? I'm trying to pick out four wrestlers that that were the best. The that, best. That you would put on Mount Rushmore if you could. That that you feel epitomized professional wrestling. These are the four. Who I would, think Don Morocco nice. would deserve some special thing nice. because of what he does. He he, we had some our matches that were fantastic. He was magnificent. Yes, yeah. yes. And then uh, um, uh, even uh, George Steele. Wow, that's nice. great. What a, guy, nice. what a guy, and what a character. And he gets the people some way or another mm. throughout the match. Mm. Okay, we got two. Does my buddy Greg get on this thing? Yeah, or and I, I like, uh, <laughs> I like. Uh, um, Ken Patera. Wow. Great. It, I liked him because he was always about the match. Right. And I had, we had, he helped me. He came, he had my first match with me when on my first match in the WWF. Wow. And it okay. was down in uh, in New Jersey. And, and um, he really did some things where he could have just made me look bad. But he did things to make the match look good. And I, and I grew and uh, my level of, in, 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 like, with the fans went up because of what he did for me in the ring. Okay. And then, you know, he, he I'd get, we had another match, and it was a little better than the one we had before. And then the people get more behind you, and that's what a baby face has to have. So we got Morocco. We got Patera. We got Steele. 
Who's number four? Uh, you have, what's uh, yeah? What was it? Um, yeah, one more for. Is it Valentine? No, no, it's uh. It's not Valentine. I lose. Not Your Valentine. guy got on the statue. That's it. So Valentine got all the all the mentions, but yeah, Morocco but, got to the uh, top three well, four. Then we're even yeah. because his favorite. Yeah. Uh, th- we'll take this up later, Bob. Yeah, Who's yeah. number four? But Don Morocco. <laughs> Don Morocco was the one. Okay. One of one of those three four. Oh, we got Morocco, Patera, Steele, and Valentine. I'm going to help you with one. Yeah, Bruno, not, Bruno yeah. San Martino. Bruno. Bruno. Oh my yeah. God. I was. I didn't. I wasn't here that much, so I don't. I didn't really. Right. I knew his name. I knew where he was. Right. But I. I didn't. I wasn't around watching his matches all the time. Right. Right. And going to Madison Square Garden. Right. So Valentine is on there. So there. All right. So <laughs> we're almost out of time. What is your message to the people of this country from Bob Backlund in these hard times between the virus, what's going on in the government, all this uh, racial tension? What does Bob Backlund say to the people? to help them uh i ran for congress one time and uh i enjoyed it and i was down in washington dc and i uh we can't give up we got to keep believing ourselves and you know what here's what i say we can do it we can do it i wrote that on some of the papers that i signed for people this more just later earlier today you can do it yes they don't have to do it for you you do it and i think our country is should be us not them beautiful beautiful with with that being said jimmy you want to send us out well first of all just before we go once again bob thank you so much we've been wanting you on for years we always hoped that this moment would come and we are not disappointed in the least thank you so much for being here today yeah, no. thank you and, and bob to be honest with you, we always said at the beginning when we started this journey and we progressed as people started to enjoy the show True. we said if we had bob backlin on and it ended tomorrow we've achieved what we wanted to yeah. achieve So we thank you for allowing us to have this opportunity, Bob. I get to send out a good, I'm I'm trying to send out a good comments and stuff to the people. And that you are. Thank you for everything you've done, Bob. Thank you for your career and, and the person you are today. Thank you. You've been watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV. You can catch us on YouTube, the Monty Nefaro page, Facebook Live Monty Nefaro page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Channel 115, where you will see Mr. Backlund in probably a three-parter. Probably. Every Tuesday from 7 to 7.30 for early risers, 6.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. And on Channel 20 for you people that like to stay up late, 1.30 to 2 a.m., I want to thank you again, Mr. Backlund. I want to thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Mike. And once again, for the fans out there, one more time. Backlund, from All-American Boy to Professional Wrestling's World Champion, written by Bob Backlund and Rob Miller, forward by Roddy, Rowdy, Roddy Piper. I will tell you, I've read this book. It is incredible. And after this interview, I'm going to read (laughs) it again. Absolutely. This is Mike Monty. This is the Pharaoh. It don't get better than this. Until next time, later.